Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to our show. We have lots of fun scheduled for you today, folks. You'll get to hear critics and comedians roasting yours truly and my movie memoir, Confessions of a Movie Addict. You'll hear me, with the help of actress Judy Joy Jones, read a few amusing excerpts from that book. And you'll have the opportunity to enter our random drawing for a copy of the book. I'll give instructions for that drawing a little later in the show, so I hope you'll stay tuned. I wanted to spend today giving more attention to Confessions of a Movie Addict because on August 2nd, which is coming up soon, it will be two years since my publisher, Wheatmark, launched the ebook Kindle version on Amazon.com. I thought the best way to do that was to schedule another book giveaway and to listen again to reviewers talk about the book. And I also think hearing some of the amusing excerpts might encourage movie fans to buy a copy. That's important to me because all my author's royalties for this book are donated to the Film Foundation, a nonprofit group founded by Martin Scorsese to help with film preservation. So the 15-minute tape you are about to hear is from an episode in which we celebrated the Kindle launch here on Blog Talk Radio, and that took place on the 10th anniversary of the paperback release. Most of the discussion was quite a surprise to me, and you'll see why in just a few minutes. I had invited some friends who had already reviewed Confessions of a Movie Addict and expected to hear praise for the book. But instead, the show turned into kind of a roast the host event. Well, let's listen to that right now. You'll remember the first person who reacted to the book was Warren Epstein, who is now arts and culture editor for the Colorado Springs Gazette. And his comments, uh, comments were written for the back page. When I, when I read them, I was shocked. I tell you, <laughs> and that's why I've asked Warren to call in today. I hope that he has been able to do that. Let's see if, if we can he get is. him on the line here. Is Warren here? I am. Hi, Joe. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Welcome to Movie Addict Headquarters, Warren. Well, thank you, and happy anniversary. Well, thank you. Uh, ten years, and who would have thought? And you and I were just uh, going to movies back there and film festivals and, and uh, having fun, and we didn't know that you were going to become a VIP Editor, so so congratulations on. on but I, I have to say that those times when we were, you know, the, the folks who don't know know about what it's like to be a movie critic. One of the great joys for me was that you were in this sort of catch of of like-minded people who would go to these 
press-only screenings, and everybody had their own seat, and you don't want to dare get in Bob Dennerstein's seat, or all hell's going to break loose. And and, 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 I, and I love that the camaraderie that everybody had, and um, and you see the same faces at the, at the film festivals and and all that. And I remember probably the first movie that I got to review was uh, you'll remember the movie Shine oh, yeah. with uh, Jeffrey Rush. And it's a very moving movie anyway, but I remember I was teary-eyed, and I thought, you know, part of the reason I was teary-eyed was the thinking, geez, I'm getting paid to do this. This is amazing. <laughs> and so even though, you know, I, I love my job now as the arts and culture editor at the Gazette, I I, I sorely miss the days where, where I was just hanging back in the dark movie theater watching great movies with you guys. Well, we, we miss you, too. Um, and uh, even though you even – Though you wrote what you did right. <laughs> well, yeah. Did you want me to share this? This was. I do, I do, because I, I've for ten years now, I've been waiting to hear you <laughs> say these words in your very own voice, and so that's you know I'm so glad that you called in. So. Oh, it's my pleasure. So go and, ahead. And, so go ahead. And I want I folks to know thing. that that uh, that. Bezos does have a thick skin, and, and I, I mean this in all seriousness when I say I hate Betty Jo Tucker. As a, as a fellow Colorado film critic, I've loathed her for years. Sure, you can call it professional jealousy, but see it from my perspective. We all go to film the film festival. Most of us get an article or two out of it. Betty Jo gets an adventure. She ends up being served dinner by the filmmakers, for heaven's sake. I mean... Well, now I have to put up with her book, Confessions of a Movie Addict, and believe me, it's about as Betty Jo as it can be. She takes us behind the scenes of the entertainment industry, sharing her favorite celebrity interviews and revealing her personal connections and passions for the movies, yada, 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 as if we care. I mean, come on. The mishap about her first porn film had me laughing, but just a little bit. You, you'll... You'll probably read this book and fall in love with Betty Jo. See if I care. <laughs> well, Warren. Thumbs up then. That, that, that's the, my thumbs up. That's the best wore thumbs off, up I can. It really made made me laugh, but I guess it's not surprising, especially since you've done some stand up comedy in the day. Am I right about that? Oh yes, I'm still doing some of that. Are you still do- well? That's what I wanted to ask you before you go. Are you working on any? project is there any gig you'd like to mention yeah and on september 10th i'm opening for uh josh blue at the um stargazers theater here really Uh, a a pretty good comedy gig and i'm involved with theater and other things but uh but i'll tell you i missed the movie reviewing so um so tell me what do you think of cowboys and aliens Oh well, that that's for a whole other show, okay? Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> well, I'm really interested in uh, in uh, someday getting a chance to see you do uh, stand up comedy because you always did keep me laughing when we were <laughs> when we were seeing oh. films together as film critics, and I I really appreciate all your help and support, Warren. Now, oh my pleasure. To- this is, this really is a worthy cause. I love that it supports the film preservation and. And and so many films get you know deteriorate with age and we lose so many classics. So it's great to see this happening. 
Exactly. I feel the same way. And you're welcome to stay for the rest of the show when we'll be hearing from James Colt Harrison, Diana Sanger, Nancy Lombardo, and Denise Casino. In fact, I see that James is on the line now. Uh, shall I bring James on, uh, Warren? Are, are you uh, ready to hear sure. uh, hear another film critic? Okay. Sure, I James. James, how is everything in beautiful La Jolla? Everything is beautiful in beautiful La Jolla. It's well, sunny you today. Always, you always make us jealous, and but I'm so glad that you called in. You're the second person. Right after Warren, <laughs> and then I was talking with you on the phone, and you said that you just started reading my book at breakfast and lost your porridge, and I didn't know whether to laugh or cry when I heard that, because it's not what you expect to hear from a dignified film historian like you. <laughs> Who's dignified? But, yeah, but you redeemed yourself by, you know, you gave me one of my favorite quotes in the first sentence of your review, and I was wondering if you'd be well. I mean, this will be a nice counterpoint to what Warren wrote about about me. <laughs> so, you see, get to see the other side of the coin. So I was wondering, would you be willing to read to read that uh, that review for our listeners? And, and well, uh, sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I tried to think of something nice to say about the book, but I couldn't come up with anything. Oh, I, I read the book again. Contagious. I, I read the book again, and I I came up with even less. So oh, I no. I jotted down a few notes, and and here they are. If Oscars were given for the funniest book of the year, then Confessions of a Moody Movie Addict by Betty Jo Tucker would win hands down. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Film critic Tucker is as starstruck today as she was as a little girl when she was frightened out of her wits by Frankenstein, and later in high school when she did impersonations of Rita Hayworth singing, Put the Blame on Mame, Boys. <laughs> she, she fell hopelessly in love with the movies and movie stars. The affection she developed warped her mind from that point on to her present-day success as a film critic. It has been said you have to be nuts to be a movie critic, and Tucker would probably agree. Yes. <laughs> Tucker takes us through her life in a chatty, gossipy way that serves the book's topic well. She regales us with hilarious personal encounters with movie stars and directors. Her unique and jolly way of looking at films is sampled in the reviews that are included in the book. If you love movies as much as I do, you'll love Confessions of a Movie Addict. I haven't had so much fun since I watched a Laurel and Hardy comedy. Short of doing pratfalls, Tucker will set you laughing out loud with her confessions. Oh, wow, what a great review, James. Whenever I whenever I feel a little down, I reread that review, and I'm a happy camper again, and I... I, I kind of uh, feel a little embarrassed when you mentioned about put the Rita Hayworth and put the blame on name. <laughs> well, I'm going to let you forget that. No, actually, actually, James, actually, James, I think she did include the Pratt Falls because there was the tripping the Dallas uh, segment of the book. <laughs> yes, that's true. But but what, well, I, when I was imitating Rita Hayworth with uh, put the blame on name, yeah, it was a high school assembly, and I was going for seductive. That's what I, you know, the seductive Rita Hayward. Uh-huh, yeah. And the people, I don't know why the people in the uh, audience were laughing, but that just made me very angry. <laughs> and then, you know what they started, what my nickname became as a result of that? Torchy. 
<laughs> but anyway, I, I I love that review. I, I appreciate it so oh, much. Thank uh, you, thank you. Uh, hey, James, I see that your San Diego colleague, uh, Diana Sanger, is calling now. So let's see what she's up to. Oh, good. Di- yeah, Diana. I'm hi. doing great, Betty Jo, and I just re-looked at your book last night, and you know what? I what? agree with Warren. I hate you, too. <laughs> <laughs> we all it's even you. better the second time around, just like love. <laughs> oh. Oh, I should know about that too. <laughs> yeah, but that's another. That's a whole other story. But you know, Diana, none of my books would have been written without your support and encouragement. You were the motivating force, and I, I appreciate that so much. And you gave me. So some days you love me, and some days you hate me for it, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, true. That's true. But mostly love. But you did give me. Another important quote in your review when you wrote, movie fans will have a blast reading Confessions of a Movie Addict. And you know what? We've gotten a lot of mileage out of that quote. That's good. (laughs) That's good. You know what one sentence jumped out at me last night was, how far will film critics go, will film companies go to shock today's adult audiences? And I just laughed. It's like, well, look where we've come in 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, I think you probably um, identified with with a lot of with a lot of things a lot of things in the book, and I I'm so happy to know that you you reread it and you really did have a blast reading. What well, it is, reading I mean, it. your 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 reviews are so insightful. You know, you have a wonderful natural ability to um, get entertainment. People like you know, was said, you know, just. You know, invite you for dinner, good grief. You know, we can't even get their picture, and you've got all their pictures all over your book, and they answer any question you ask. You're just a great critic and a great author and, of course, a great radio host, too. We love you. Oh, hate and turn to love. Thank you. And, you know, it's, one of the things I wanted to point out is how easy it is, especially if you do this for a long time, to get cynical. And yes. one of the things that Betty Jo has never lost is that childlike enthusiasm about going to the drive-in movie or whatever, you know, from when you were a kid. It just really comes through. Yes. Oh, yes. And it's it's, it's getting uh, kind of harder and harder to maintain that. <laughs> 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 the movies that you have the movies that, that are out. But, but you know what? I, uh, Lauren, I have a very high tolerance for, for bad movies. Because yeah, I I even like I even like the bad movies because I can come and talk with uh, with the with uh, the people on Movie Attic headquarters <laughs> with my friends Diana and Jane. and really have fun with the deconstruction of you know and, and I miss that I I actually do miss because now I still I'll still see all the good movies but I never see the bad movies anymore because I'm paying my own eight dollars you know. <laughs> Oh yeah, it may, and it Warren, make. that's really true. When our film critics vote, because some of the movies that Betty Jo votes for for you know favorite movie of the year, are some of our critics just roll their eyes, and I go, "Get over <laughs> it, it's Betty Jo." Where are we seeing the same movie? <laughs> there's something going on this weekend here that you guys would love in Colorado Springs at the Fine Arts Center. They're doing. The Sound of Music, talk about restoration, they got a great restored print, and they do a sing-along with The Sound of Music. So everybody goes there to sing along. And where is that? Where is that happening? Fine Arts Center, Colorado Springs Fine Arts Center. 
you know, that's just a hop and a skip away from me. So I'm I'm glad to glad to hear what, about so that. So what do you guys think about that idea that you're showing movies as interactive sing-alongs? <laughs> they do that quite often here in one of our areas in San Diego. It, it's oh, pretty popular. Uh, Greece would be would be a good one. Oh yeah. To do that, to do a sing-along with uh, with Greece. So I I haven't attended one of these, but I'm going to keep my eye out for that. I think I might do. You it. know. You know, there, there's another person who really had fun with the book, and I was hoping that uh, she would be calling in. Um, Nancy Lombardo, uh, another comedian, Warren. Nancy, are you are you on the line? I have confidence in confidence alone. It's easy to see why I have confidence in me. <laughs> Nancy, Nancy is on the line. <laughs> Nancy. Thank you yes. for that five-star <laughs> review on Amazon.com. You're the only person who said my book should be made into a movie, and since I'm a movie addict, that that got me really excited. Why? Well, why would it make why, a good movie? Well, I, I loved it. I, well, it was well-written, and it was very informative, but you could just tell your whole passion for it. But the underlying story, uh, or the story within a story, was your whole, um, how many degrees you have, uh, coming over life. the thing and an ambulance coming and <laughs> movie theater just because you love the movie so much, but then getting married, getting remarried, but the whole time just maintaining your passion for films. You never let it go. And I just think it's a great story there that you'd never let it go, that you just had a passion for this, the lights, the screens, the dark rooms, the whole magic of the whole thing, which I still think every time I go into a movie theater, I'm entering a cathedral of some kind because it's oh. just... It's just a mystery. It's just a magical thing. The, no matter what, I'm, I'm like going, how are they? I don't, you don't even question it. You just watch it. So it's an Nancy, amazing thing. And, Nancy, you have experience in uh, film. I mean, you're, not, yeah. uh, you're also an actress along with a comedian. So, uh, and you you still... mostly television, but yes, yes, but I love, I love it. But the fact you really know your stuff, and I just think that the story of a woman who is, who's followed her passion would just make a great movie, and that's what you've done. And you've incorporated it to those around you as well. <laughs> well, but, but the important thing, do you think it, it should be a comedy or a drama? Uh, should it be a comedy or a drama? You're asking a comedian? Should it be a comedy or a drama? I think it should be along the lines of a stage door-esque truth and witty, funny movie. <laughs> All right. And, 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 and knowing Betty Jo, it's got to be a musical. What a fun group that was, folks. Thank you so much, Warren, James, Diana, and Nancy, for that that wonderful discussion. And special thanks to Mad Movie Man, A.J. Hawkery, for saying that any movie version of my book has to be a musical. Now, um, we're going to go move into the uh, excerpts section of the show. But before doing that, here's information about how to enter our random drawing for a copy of Confessions of a Movie Addict, which I'm so pleased to say earned a first earned first place in the memoir category at the 2012 Dragonfly Book Awards contest. Here is what you do. It's very simple. Just send me an email at realtalk@comcast.net. That's r e e l t a l k realtalk@comcast.net and put book drawing in the subject line. I'll enter your name into the drawing 
and the deadline is August 1st, so I hope uh, that you will think about entering the drawing to receive a copy of Confessions of a Movie Addict, which is out in paperback and on uh, an ebook on uh, Amazon's uh, Kindle store. So um, we will let you choose which you prefer if you win. Well, I'm so excited about moving into the excerpts section of the show because uh, I, I do want to um, share with you four or five uh, very amusing excerpts that I think you'll enjoy, but I am suffering from a little bit of stage fright right now. I've been practicing reading these, and uh, the more I practice, the more nervous I got. So I think I'm going to need a little help to get into the mood and to kind of calm me down, and I think this musical number will do the trick. I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a glorious feeling. And I'm happy again I'm laughing at clouds Dark up above The sun's in my heart And I'm ready for love Let the stormy clouds chase Everyone from the place Come on with the rain I will smile my face, I walk down the lane with a happy refrain, just singing, singing in the rain, dancing in the rain. I'm happy again. I'm ready for my excerpts now. So here goes. Film stars dancing. 
popcorn. At last, a life story with everything except the movie stuff edited out. In Confessions of a Movie Addict, I tell all about my long-standing love affair with the cinema from way back in the 1930s through the new millennium. You see, my problem began with Frankenstein. I remember being a frightened six-year-old hiding under the seat at Klein's Theater in Pueblo, Colorado, hoping for protection from that scary monster on the big screen. Despite my terror, I couldn't stop peeking. Both horrified and amazed, I became hooked on movies then and there. This addiction continued throughout my childhood and into my adult life. I even fell in love with my husband, Larry, because he resembled a certain handsome actor, Glenn Ford, and we named both our children after movie stars, our daughter after Susan Hayward and our son after Gene Kelly. Now, during my teens, next to the movies, I loved tap dancing best. Put the two together, and I was in seventh heaven. While watching those old MGM musicals, I always knew something special was in store. Every time Mickey Rooney said to Judy Garland, let's put on a show. Never mind about strikingly similar plots and characters in such films as Babes in Arms, Babes on Broadway, Girl Crazy, and so on. That didn't faze me. I could hardly wait for the dancing and singing to begin. Because my ambition was to become a dancer in the movies, I decided, of course, to write for advice from someone who knew all about it. So I picked Vera Ellen, the wonderfully athletic dancer who co-starred with Fred Astaire in Three Little Words. You know, she actually answered me, and I still have her personal letter. Here's what Vera Ellen wrote to me on January 26, 1946. Dear Betty Jo, I am sure you must think I have forgotten all about you, but dear, I have been so busy I just couldn't find time to write. Thanks for your nice letter, and I hope you received the autograph I sent you. I was so pleased to know that you enjoyed Wonder Man. That was my first screen picture. My next picture to be released will be from Brooklyn, also with Danny Kaye. And I understand that this will probably open in New York within the next six or eight weeks. I keep interested in dancing. Well, dear, if you should make it your profession, I wish you all the luck in the world. Of course, you know it needs a lot of hard work, but if you love it, you won't mind the work. I started dancing. At nine years old, back in my hometown, Cincinnati, Ohio, but later went to New York to study professionally. After that, I went on the stage in New York, and this was where Mr. Golden saw me, signed me up immediately for pictures. I had been in five Broadway shows before I came out here to Hollywood, so if you like dancing enough to make a profession, then keep up the hard work, and I am sure you will be successful. With all good wishes to you and family, sincerely, Vera Ellen. That lovely voice you just heard <laughs> belongs not to Vera Ellen, but to friend of the show, actress and artist extraordinaire, Judy Joy Jones, 
who sounds just like I imagined Vera Ellen would sound back there. Thank you, Judy Joy Jones. Are you still there? Yes, I sure am, Betty Jo. Thank you. Well, I'm I'm just delighted that you could help me out with these excerpts by reading that letter. And while you're here, before we go on with the others that I've chosen to read, I wanted the listeners to know about an important new book that you've finished writing, and it's uh, to the editors now and publishers, and uh, uh, it's about your travels with Mother Teresa. Could you tell our listeners just a little bit about when the title of the book and when when they can expect to, to have it available? Oh, I'd be happy to. Uh, the title of the book is called When a Saint Calls Mother, and Mother Teresa wanted me, <laughs> called me, and it's due on the market in April 2014, and it's a 25-year um, journey that I traveled around the world to all little uh, homes, and I volunteered, Betty Jo, and I just hope that the readers will enjoy as much as I did going out of Mother Teresa's home. There was such joy. It was just great for asking about it. I really appreciate well, it. Well, I I just can hardly wait uh, to, to uh, read that. I know I've read parts of it, and I'm just so inspired by it now. So we will definitely call on you when you get closer to the date that it's available. We can talk more about it on Movie Addict Headquarters. Will that be, a, we, be okay with you? Oh, that would be great. I so look forward to it, Betty Jo. I really enjoy your show. I'm one of the Thanks. Betty Jo Tucker fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm so happy that you are. And, of course, I, I enjoy all your shows on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, so, listeners, uh, you can check the archives for the Judy Joy Jones Show, and you'll find so many wonderful interviews. But I think we need to get back to the excerpts now. And, Judy Joy, please stay stay on the line um, and uh, listen. And thank you very much again for, for being here today. But I wanted to move now to that infamous X-rated movie incident, mishap, I guess we should call, instead of an incident, that Warren Epstein mentioned earlier. So here goes. Serving as dean of women at Pueblo Junior College required high moral standards from me. One fateful night at the movies, my chances of being effective in such a capacity almost faded into oblivion. Every weekend, my husband and I always sat on the sixth, in the sixth row from the screen while watching movies at the Uptown Theater. On the night in question, we tried to sneak into Pueblo's first X-rated film, one with the title I've repressed. We arrived a little late. I'm going to I'm going to mute Judy Jones. She's Joy Jones. I think she's getting too much uh, of a kick out of that. So I'll go on with this. We arrived a little late, so the movie had already started. Eager to get to our regular seats, I went ahead of Larry. Gazing up at the opening scene, I walked briskly down the aisle of the darkened theater, and that's the last thing I remember before waking up to see paramedics standing over me, giving me oxygen. Evidently, I had fallen over a picket fence placed in the aisle to keep people from going into the first few rows because they were being repaired. As the paramedics carried me from the theater, I heard someone standing in the ticket line shout, Look, there's our dean of women. She probably fainted. Wow, this must be a really hot flick. Well, it 
I don't know because I never got back to, back to see it. But later, going on with the excerpts, <laughs> when we moved to San Diego, I was working as Dean of Humanities at Mesa College there. And I was so lucky to be assigned to supervise departments closely related to my movie addiction, both drama and English included classes in film studies, and I quickly became involved with uh, activities that suited my interests. For example, when Cliff Robertson came to Mesa to accept a special award for his Oscar-winning performance in Charlie, I was elated, thrilled, absolutely thrilled to be the one who served as the MC of the program. But Robinson went over his allotted time, explained why he wanted to make a sequel, and so I asked him to sum up in one sentence the movie's most important message. Robertson gave me a funny look, and then he turned to the audience and he said, well, that's the nicest way I've ever been kicked off stage. And he announced that to the entire audience, who laughed uproariously and that dear listeners dear readers was hard for me to live down now the next excerpts are from the seeing stars section of confessions of a movie addict but i have to issue a warning one or two of these might be a little bit uh too embarrassing for sensitive listeners uh, but you can kind of judge for yourself after retiring from the field of education i decided to become a film critic and san diego was a great town for someone with that ambition movie actors and filmmakers rarely missed coming to san diego to promote their new films and during my work as a film critic there i met so many fascinating stars and other film related personnel for example although i view having my picture taken with celebrities as unprofessional angelina jolie and johnny miller co-stars of hackers insisted and i'm so glad they did my grandchildren asked to see that photo every time they come to visit they are among Jolie's many fans now, so my status with the younger set seems secure for a while at least. Although I didn't officially interview Matthew Broderick, I met the popular star of Ferris Bueller's Day Off at a holiday celebration in Horton Plaza. Broderick's musical comedy performance in the San Diego trial run of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying received unfair pans by local critics. I was very upset about that. So while shaking his hand, I told him not to worry. I saw your show and you were terrific, I exclaimed. I mentioned my background in musical comedy to make sure he understood my credentials, and Broderick thanked me, smiled one of the widest grins I've ever seen, and wouldn't let go of my hand. Later, when Broderick won the Tony for this same performance on Broadway, I was disappointed. He said nothing about my encouraging words. I was heartbroken and still am. Now, I hesitate to write about my most embarrassing interview. However, it did result in a great story for the director, Jan Zerzak, to tell his friends in the Czech Republic. The filmmaker and his father came to San Diego to, uh, to get some interest in their film, Kolya, which won the Oscar for Best Foreign Language Film that year. And the handsome lead of the movie was, uh, was Jan Zerzak's father. He plays a middle-aged cellist saddled with a six-year-old Russian refugee, and he resembled Sean Connery both physically and in terms of his big-screen charisma. 
Naturally, I was eager to meet him in person, but he suffered jet lag and opted for a nap in his Hyatt hotel room instead of doing interviews. Claiming his father didn't travel well, the young filmmaker said, maybe you can take a peek at him before you leave. So at the close of the interview, I reminded him of his offer by saying, I'd like to peek at your father now. I'll be very quiet. The filmmaker just looked at me, stunned. I was kidding, of course, he declared, as he ushered me quickly from the room. Another such embarrassing incident occurred at the first Telluride Film Festival my husband and I attended. We had no idea what to expect. Unlike other film festivals, the program is a closely guarded secret until opening day, and we knew nothing about the tradition of standing in line, sometimes for over an hour, to get a good seat for the movies or events we wanted to see. But we showed up early for one of those uh, lines, and it turned out to be a stroke of luck for me. It was on a Labor Day morning, and after Billy Crudup was appearing in a special conversation session at the Telluride Courthouse, someone had tipped me off about this the night before, and I was so eager to interview the young actor who later gave such wonderful performances in movies like Watchmen and uh, Big Fish. So I quickly researched his background on the Internet, then hoping to catch Billy before the program, Larry and I arrived shortly after 8.30 a.m., and we were the first ones in line for the 10 a.m. session. After a few minutes standing in line there, a petite brunette showed up and began asking the program coordinator questions about Billy. David Nelson from PBS had been recruited to moderate the session at the last minute. Well, I was eavesdropping on them, and I interrupted and recited everything I knew about Billy's films and his awards and so on. Davia said, well, would you introduce him for me? Without pausing for even a second, I agreed. And then Billy was stunned by my in-depth introduction. He sought me out after the program and thanked me personally. Unfortunately, I almost spoiled this memorable experience. While talking with Billy, a member of the audience came up to speak with the star. He wanted Billy's opinion concerning who was a better actor, Skeet Ulrich or Billy Crudup. Billy answered with a smile, Skeet Ulrich, of course, to which I had to add, Skeet Ulrich is the poor man's Johnny Depp. Well, the man who asked the question replied to me, Really? I'll tell him that. I'm his father. I was mortified. I apologized. I called Larry over to me to bail me out. I'm just kidding, sir. I've always admired your son's acting, acting, haven't I, Larry? I begged. Right, he said. She gave Skeet Ulrich high marks in her review of Chill Factor, he, he declared. Thankfully, my helpful spouse came through for me again. Well, the next year at the Taos Talking Pictures Film Festival, I was up to my old tricks. At a party honoring Angelica Houston and all the award recipients, I discussed some of my favorite Houston films with the Oscar-winning actress. But under the category of stupid things I've done, I couldn't resist demonstrating to her a funny curtsy she performed while playing Cinderella's wicked stepmother in Ever After. I thought I really blew it with her. But she just laughed and said, I'll be sure to remember you. And she did. A few months later, I received a personal note thanking me for the articles I wrote about her. I just love a happy ending, don't you?
Well, of course, we all love our happy endings. And for me, I think that involves being here, the opportunity to host Movie Addict Headquarters on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, I'm very much missing Nikki Starr today, who's been my uh, exec, my producer for uh, all of these past six years that uh, that we've been doing the show on Blog Talk uh, on Blog Talk Radio. Now I've just given you the tip of the iceberg uh, about what's in uh, Confessions of a Movie Addict. The book also includes over 70 no 70 reviews of movies that were released in 2000 and 2001 movies like Shaft, Planet of the Apes, Gladiator, Bride of Chucky, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Tortilla Soup, uh Shanghai Noon, yes I remember that one, scary movie and uh Tomb Raider and also some of my favorite interviews with people like Annette Benning, Willem Dafoe, Ian McKellen, Aidan Quinn, Tony Shalhoub, Hector Elizondo, and Rachel Griffiths. So I want to give you the uh, directions again for entering the random drawing for a free copy of Confessions of a Movie Addict. Again, all you need to do is send me an email at realtalk at comcast.net. That's R-E-E-L-T-A-L-K at comcast.net. Now, I have to receive the uh, email by August 1st. Be sure to put book drawing in the subject line, and then I will enter your name into the into the drawing. And um, I hope that you will enjoy, the winner will enjoy Confessions of a Movie Addict as much as I enjoyed uh, writing it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the time is almost up, and I'm so sorry that we've neglected the chatters today. I love the fact that the Wacko Bob Network has logged in, the fact uh, that uh, we get so much help from the Wacko Bob Network. Uh, every Tuesday morning, they let me get onto their show uh, in order to tell what's coming on to our show that very afternoon. So thank you so very, very much, um, Wacko Bob and the Wackettes over there, uh, Bob and Richard and uh, and Cat and um, we'll we'll hope that you that some of your uh, people sign up for the drawing for confessions of a of a movie addict. I see our time is up, so this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support, and again to Nikki for all her help. Thanks again to Judy Joy Jones for her excellent impersonation of Vera Ellen and to Warren and James and Diana and Nancy and AJ for their reactions to Confessions of a Movie Addict. Uh, thanks again to all our, uh, other, our chatters and other listeners. We hope everyone enjoyed the show. Please come back next time to hear a discussion with author Phil Hall about his new book, The Greatest Bad Movies of All Time. The Mad Movie Man will be our guest co-host, so it should be another fun show. That's all for now, folks. So let's go out by listening again to the great Gene Kelly with a favorite number of mine from my favorite movie of all time. Singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. 
What a glorious feeling I'm happy again I'm laughing at clouds Dark up above The sun's in my heart And I'm ready for love Let the stormy clouds chase Everyone from the place Come on with the rain I will smile on my face I walk down the lane With a happy refrain Just singing, singing in the rain Dancing in the rain I'm happy again I'm singing and dancing in the rain 